Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Maybe your first segment. If it is, welcome. Thanks for listening. We are talking to Jack Webster today of Josiah Venture. Uh, you can go to their website, josiahventure.com. We're talking about the leadership challenge. And everybody's a leader. If you're hearing my voice, you are a leader. And, and as Kurt talked about in the very first segment, everybody's, you're always teaching. Whether you're purposely teaching or not purposefully teaching, you're teaching something around the people that are watching. In the very first uh, couple segments, we unpacked uh, this book, The Leadership Challenge. There are five principles that we're going to cover over the next couple shows. And we started unpacking the first one, which is modeling the way. And we're going to pick up on that and talk more about what it means to model the way of leadership. So, Jack, in these five characteristics of a, of a, of a good leader and a great leader, um, the first one is model the way. And I want to ask you, if you, ha- if you only had to choose one of these five, which one would you choose? That one. <clears throat> in fact, when the material first came out, it, they weren't in that order. It was challenge, inspire, model, encourage, enable. And when I met the author, and I'm, I'm taking no credit for this, but I said, I'm curious of the order. And he said, why? I said, because model, modeling the way is just it. I mean, if, you don't, if you're not doing it and followers are watching you, I don't know how these others even work. Like, it's since been changed. Again, I don't take credit for that. But I think others had the same observation. But I don't think uh, I was alone in that. But I think it's just it's huge. I need to see something done. I, I most of us are that way. We're very men are very visual, you know, as you know. Oh yes, you got in trouble for that one time <laughs> on a t-shirt you had. But we are very visual, and uh, we like to see it done. I'm I'm uh, working out now at a place called Results by Design. I love this place, and I think about leadership, and I've I've complimented the coaches on it. They show me an exercise before they have me do it, and if they didn't, I'd probably hurt myself. I mean, you can swing a kettlebell incorrectly and you can hurt your back. You can do certain exercises. So if, if they explained it to me, I might figure it out. They just show me. They, they model it. I, I can give you a negative example. Yes, please do. Because okay. I, I think many times we – yeah, go yeah. ahead. Just give us the – Fortunately, my mom has dementia, so she won't understand this now. But, <laughs> but when my dad left us, my mom was everything I mean, to me. It was my mom, and I had two older sisters, and my grandma. But my mom, she was an anchor, but she smoked. And I can remember thinking, I, I want to smoke. Because that's what she did. You know, she was my hero. She was my lifeline. And I, I can still see her with that cigarette, and I really wanted to smoke. Fortunately, I never did. But it's interesting. And she never really talked about that, but I wanted to be like my mom. And if she smoked, I was going to smoke. You know, if she ran, I would have wanted to run if she did whatever. And I think mm. that's just human nature. I think... You look at Jesus, he did things, and the followers, you know, these people walk, these guys followed him around watching him do this ministry, and it, towards the end of the ministry is when he goes to, to Peter and says, do you love me? Yes, mm-hmm. then feed my sheep. He'd already shown him how to feed the sheep. Do you love me? Yes, tend to my lambs. He'd already shown him how to tend to the lambs. So Peter understood all of that, you know, build the church, you know, go. And uh, he didn't ask Peter those three questions early in the ministry. He asked him after Peter had seen him do all these things repeatedly, and he was, uh, and he saw it. Uh, well, he did that at the end of his, at the very end, yes. after Peter had denied <laughs> Jesus three times, and again, Jesus again modeling the yes. way. It means, uh, Peter, I forgive you. I'm yep. reinstating you. I'm forgiving you. I'm, I'm re- not giving up on you. I'm not giving. And so, Peter, you need to do the same thing. You know, you yes. as as I have done. Now you you go do it. Yes. I, I, I marvel 
and, and unbelievably at, at the life and ministry of Jesus. I, I, you know, I, when I think of Jesus and modeling the way, when it comes to, you know, you, you, you think, well, he was just this great preacher. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, he was this great orator. Yes, he was a great communicator. Uh, he taught with, the Bible says, with authority, not as the teachers of the law and the scribes. Mm-hmm. But it's how he lived. Yes. That was the kicker. Well, and for you, <laughs> when we worked together, I knew you did wilderness days. You didn't beat me up on that, but I knew you did them, and I knew you were powerful in the ministry. I knew that the disciple curriculum was powerful in our church. I knew that many men's lives were changed. I thought, well, I'm pretty certain Jesus did that. I know Kurt's doing it. I need to do that. And that's, it was hard for me to do that. But if you hadn't have done it, I would have been less inclined to try it myself. So thank you. Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, leadership, I think, is, is taking people or leading people where sometimes they might not really want to go. Yes. But then once they go, they're so glad they went. And back to, to who, uh, that leadership isn't the CEO, you were reporting to me at that time. You were under my authority and you were leading me in a way of life that had a profound impact on me. So thank you. Well, thank you for allowing me to do it. So, so when we think about modeling the way, Jack, talk to a dad who, who, who goes, he works at Ford, he, you know, he's an electrician, he's a plumber, he's, he's not, he doesn't have some major, major role, but he, he doesn't understand the power of modeling the way. Talk to him right now. Oh, just, just do your job uh, as if you're doing it for the Lord. Others will see that. I mean, you serve as if you're serving the Lord, and you do it with all your might, and you do it for his glory. And you, uh, you don't uh, sway to the kind of stuff that happens. You don't have the same conversations that others have. You set yourself apart, and you live for God's glory. It's noticed, and it has an impact. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Uh, I mean, in essence, you were, you were referring to Colossians chapter 3. Yes. You know, whatever you do, yes. do it all. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. And however, I don't know where this address is, but as much as it is up to me, live at peace with all men. So mm-hmm. don't go into work and be the fighter, the the guy that wants to argue and you know cause conflict. That's that's not that's not pleasing to God. Got he it. wants us to be at peace with all men. Yeah. Um, and I, by the way, I'm not great at that one. So, <laughs> so if anybody's listening, Dave, please forgive me. You know, <laughs> Tim, forgive me. Kyle, forgive me. You know. But uh, when, when you think about modeling the way, um, I, I remember my dad never, ever told me I need to go pray. But I saw my dad every night when it was bedtime. Mm-hmm. He was on his knees mm-hmm. and he would be praying. And, and Dad never preached to us about, you know, living a life of prayer. He just modeled it. And here I am now, I'm in my 50s almost every night. I, I, I think back and I, I get on my knees and I pray at my bedside because of a, of a man yeah. that modeled the way. So I'm grinning <laughs> because <laughs> it doesn't always work. <laughs> I was an excellent, I still am. I'm very particular about mowing a lawn, you know, get the line straight, you know, cross hatch. My son doesn't do that very well. So <laughs> he saw it his whole life. <laughs> in fact, what, Linda got so upset with me because I came home one day and he'd left little strips in the grass. 
and I was upset with him. Well, he, you know, he tried to mow with that 48-inch walk-behind mower. So Linda sticks up on the refrigerator, a Far Side cartoon. That was her way to communicate with me. It was a guy sitting on a porch drinking a beer while the dog was trying to mow the yard, making mistakes, and the guy was going, "Bad dog, bad dog." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, what you know what, what what Linda was doing there? Yeah, she was modeling the way, and she she, she was <laughs> reproofing me. <laughs> so I got a question for Jack yeah. in, that, in that sense. So what happens when the dad blows it? What happens when he's not modeling the way? Or he, and, and I don't mean just maybe just in an instant. Yeah, there's the instance where he blew a stack or, or whatever he did. But what if, if it's been a lifestyle of not really modeling the way, but really wanting to model the way? Can you put the toothpaste back in the tube? What do you do? You repent. <laughs> you, you turn. And you, you're very transparent about it. You're real. Yeah. Because people know. I mean, your kids know. Right. So you say, you know, I've. I've messed up. I, I don't want to be this way. I'm struggling. I'm going to get help. I'm going to do these things. Right. Help me. And, you know, we, it's amazing how our children can help us. Our grandchildren can help us. So sometimes I'm, I love playing with my grandchildren. Sometimes I'm kind of tired. Well, they don't, let, they don't let me be tired. You know, they're just they're in there on me. And I, I don't underestimate that our children and our grandchildren and, you know, nieces and nephews can impact us. But I think it starts with being right with God. God, I don't. I don't like who I am. I don't like what I'm doing. Help me. And then being, it says, confess your sins one to another. I don't think that excludes children. I, I want them to be old enough to understand that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to confess a sin to a child that would not understand that sin. But you know, a lot of us that are listening have adult children. We need to talk to them. You're talking about the, the, the example of, of true humility, yes. transparency, and vulnerability and saying, Dad was wrong. Would you please forgive me? The Bible says that we're to, to do two kinds of confession. Confess your sins to one another, mm -hmm. what you just mentioned, and confess to God. You know, Lord, I have blown it here. I, I have missed the mark, and I humbly come before you, and I ask you to forgive me. And when we do that in front of our kids, in front of our family, and we do it with brokenness and true humility, um, it is powerful. And it's usually us doing it with our wives, not them doing it with us, so, uh, that, which is another point for our children to see us uh, humbly admitting mistakes to our wives is a very powerful thing. You know, uh, you, uh, there's so many things that we, and when, when we think about modeling the way, I mean, here's just, that's just one little example right. or significant example of, you know, confession and repentance and godly sorrow and all that. But you mentioned earlier, you know, about the whole area of fasting, the whole area of, you know, when Jesus didn't say in Matthew chapter five uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, you ought to fast. He said, when you fast, when you fast. he said, when you fast and when you pray. I mean, all these things are modeling the way and make a huge difference. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the next uh, principle in the leadership challenge. And again, we're going to, if you're just picking up on this, we're going to take two shows. You're listening to the first show, the next show. We're going to unpack the rest of these principles in the leadership challenge with Jack Webster of JosiahVenture.com. We're going to take a break and be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of today's show. But hang on, we're going to have another show with our guest today. We are talking about the book, The Leadership Challenge. We're not really talking about the book of The Leadership Challenge. We're talking about the principles in the book. And we've been talking about um, how that looks in real life. And uh, we, we read these principles and we go, hey, that really looks familiar. Well, because Jesus 
started them and preached them and lived them. And so the whole show we've been talking about modeling the way has been primarily what we've been talking about the past couple of segments about what it looks like to actually model principles that we say we, we want people to do, not the do as I, what is it, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that's not really work. That does not work. <laughs> uh, so we're talking to Jack Webster today about that, and we're going to talk the next show. We're going to take another show and it take, unpack the rest of these principles in the Leadership Challenge. Jack, you talk about, so model the way is number one, and then number two, the, the, the exemplary practices is inspire a what? Shared vision. What, what, do you, what in the <laughs> world do you mean by that? Because it's not just my vision, it's our vision. It's, mm. it's something that people share, and they have uh, shared aspirations. They're willing to struggle together for it. Uh, the, I can best tell this by a negative example. So if I was trying to hire you and I kept trying, kept trying, and I finally take you on the countryside and I say, hey, Kurt, see that beautiful home? See all those horses? Uh-huh. If you'll come work for me, someday all that will be mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what we do. We don't even realize we're doing it. I've got to, I have to position it in a way that, that you benefit from it. The best example I have, and I used to use this in the corporate world and I got away with it, but it's when we built the church on Blankenbaker. We were crammed into a smaller church. We were frustrated. We needed room to grow. My own son, my math professor son, who's very quiet and analytical, was frustrated because he would finally invite someone to church and he'd get them there and there wasn't room. So we all, we, we just loathed the fact that we didn't have room to grow. Mm. So we all sacrificed and gave and struggled. And I remember the first home meeting, I was an elder at the time, and I went to this home meeting. I said, well, I'm going to show you this little video and we're going to talk about the future and you know i was going to inspire the shared vision right well it was already inspired so i turned to the person next to me chuck i said chuck you want to just say who you are and kind of have like i should southeast well i'm chuck and came here this way i don't know what i don't know what we're doing but i'm in i'm in we're in and by the time we got around to me we were all crying i prayed and i said okay well (laughs) write a check let's go so uh it was but it was it was amazing because we all shared it it wasn't Bob Russell said, or, or Billy Beecham said, or Jack Coffey, or whoever. No, it's we, we. And we, we honestly felt like that was a call from God, which makes anywhere an inspired shared vision an amazing thing if you're pretty much convinced it's from God. And how old, and, and how old were your kids at that time? Oh, they were... I don't know what year that was. They were in junior high school, I guess. Okay, so, I mean, they're kids. Yeah. And, and, and oh, when, you, when yes. you say shared vision, when, yes. we, when we think about our families, oh, it's not just us adults. Right. It's the kids. Yes. Dave Patty, uh, when the wall came down, uh, communism wall, he took a team into Germany, I think, and saw the opportunity, saw that, I mean, there was no <laughs> Christianity, no youth groups, no anything. He saw this incredible opportunity, and he kept saying, God, someone should go. And God said, you, you go. And God used Dave Patty to start a movement in that whole area. And it's, it, it's not just for Dave. It wasn't even his original idea. He felt God told him to do that. And now there's hundreds of people engaged in that shared vision of being a movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. That's when there's power. It's not just, oh, I'm doing this because Dave went there 23 years ago or 27 years ago. No, I'm doing this because I see God at work here, and it's exciting, and I want to be a part of it. And so I'll leave family and friends, and I'll go to Europe. Or I'll, uh, I, I've got a real good friend. She's coming to dinner here in a few weeks. She left uh, Czech Republic and moved to, where'd she move to? Latvia. I was learning Latvian because she wants to influence the country of Latvia for, for the Lord. That's a shared vision. 
Wow. It's easy. It's easier probably to see in missions and church. It's harder sometimes to see in the corporate world. So if you're in a corporate position and you're trying to inspire a shared vision, you got to dig deep. <laughs> you you have to think of ways that what I'm doing in this company has to have more benefit than just making more widgets or making more money. How how can I how can we be better people for it? How can this community be better for it? And if you can frame it up that way, people will struggle for something in a different way. Give us some practical, uh, um, uh, maybe examples or practical ways as a dad, as a, as a, a husband, of how we can, the little things to get everybody kind of on the same page. If you look at a family, I think a real easy way to do it is when you talk about a vacation. You, you start dreaming together. Not, not dad says we're going here, but we, what could we do this summer that would be exciting? So it doesn't have to be change the world initially. And so together the family's dreaming and envisioning and getting excited. And so I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll figure out this plan. And you engage the whole family and, and say the vacation or the trip is, is a simple way. So, I mean, even I'm, I'm thinking my personal family, even like Christmas and how yes. we, how do we celebrate Christmas yes. and what do we do? And so it's not just the dad dictating, but right. it's, it's creating this culture where everybody has buy-in yeah. and they are like, Hey, let's do this. <laughs> you just made me think one year, I think it was Thanksgiving. Linda was, was busy with a craft show and she said, rather than me doing all of Thanksgiving dinner, what can we do? So we all assigned each other something. So... I think I cooked steaks, but each person in the family did something together, and we had a lot of fun that year just doing something together that uh, rather than just relying on Linda to do it all for us. How do, how do we, Jack, um, there, there's some listeners right now who can, I, I, I'm not very good at this. How, how, how do I get my kids? I, I want to get more engaged in the life of the church, or I want to get more you know, engaged spiritually with my family and my kids, but they're not... They're not as engaged as, I, as I'd like for them to be. What, what do you tell them? You know, well, it starts back with modeling the way first you're engaged and, and you show the enthusiasm and excitement that that brings. But some people confuse this with charisma. It's not necessarily charisma. My, Linda's father is Chinese. He was an engineer. Years after he had died, we found a note congratulating him for his leadership in designing the wings on the B-2 bomber or something like that. Here's this introverted Chinese analytical engineer who was leading others. And I could just see him in that room talking about what if we swept these wings back? What if we did this or did that? So, you know, the, the, the easiest example is Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, the guy was amazing, uh, but he was an orator. And we don't all get that opportunity. We don't get to stand up, you know, on the mall and talk with a white uh, law enforcement officer with folded arms <laughs> next to us in a very intimidating manner, and we still belt it out. But even if you look at what he did uh, in his speech, which is called I Have a Dream, which is, I think, is interesting. It should have been titled, I think, Let Freedom Ring. Let Freedom Ring from the Hilltops. Let Freedom Ring. But he talked about seeing a young, I think, a black uh, boy and a white girl. I mean, he talked about children mm. because that was the future. Because you couldn't have convinced my parents and their group about that, but you can reach down and get somebody excited, a younger person excited about the future possibilities of living together in freedom. That's cool. You're looking at me with a blank look. No, no, that's <laughs> I, I, I'm just I, – I, and again, it would go, going back to Jesus. Yes. Inspire a shared vision. 
I, I think when he is at the at the end of his life, he says, "Therefore, go and make disciples of all, all nations." nations. Mm-hmm. And and he's casting this incredible vision. And did they get it? Uh, they not only got it; they laid their lives down yes. and were willing to be martyred for that vision. That's I I just marvel at the brilliant mind of Jesus and how he could get people to come on board. Um, and, and here we are 2,000 plus years later, and he is still doing it. Let's follow him, what he said. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> I, I think, again, about Jesus 100 years after his death, burial, and resurrection, how was the Christian movement going? It was continuing to go up. Yes. 1,000 years after he's, he's gone from this planet. How's it, how's it doing? It's still continuing to escalate. Most of Europe has been influenced. And a lot of major change, like when we built a church, what's in it for me was sacrifice. Mm. It's not, oh, I'll get a good seat. No, I, I'm willing to sacrifice right now so others can worship. So and my neighbors can e- come. Exactly. So often when we're inspiring a shared vision, the people that are committed to it, they might not even reap the personal benefit from it. Jack, Thanks for coming in. Will Welcome. you come back and will you do another show with us? If the pay is the same. The pay is <laughs> double. The pay okay. is double. All right. <laughs> hey, Jack, would you pray for our listeners and help us help us as guys to, to live this out? Okay. Father, uh, Kurt asked some great questions about how do we model, how do we inspire, and, and I feel like my answers are so short, but you have the answers. Uh, they're in your word. And so I pray, Father, that as men and, and women that are listening, that we are drawn to your word. And it will study on it, study it, and meditate on it day and night, and be careful to do according to all that's written in it, so we can be prosperous and successful, not for us, but for your glory. And thank you, Father, for using us in any way, any small way, to advance your kingdom. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Jack. <clears throat> so we're going to um, have another show, and we're going to unpack the rest of the principles there were five principles model the way inspire a shared vision is what we've touched on so far we got three more coming up on the next show of the leadership challenge and i'll just go ahead and tease you what they are challenge the process enable others to act and encourage the heart those are the other principles and we're going to pack those next week on the next week's show so uh, we thank you for listening to solid steps radio you can join us on facebook uh, you can go to soundcloud.com, and you can also go to iTunes, and you can go to furtherstoneministries.org. <coughs> Click on the mic and hear this show in its entirety. Thanks to our sponsors, Ellen and Credit Union, Frank Enterprises, Vision First, Bright Star, Dan Hart Financial. And we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.